Welcome to the University of Michigan Dentistry Podcast Series, promoting oral health care worldwide. The suprahyoid region is in the anterior portion of the neck. It is in front of this, the sternocleidomastoid muscle, and it is high up directly underneath the base of the mandible. The landmarks that are important for it are the base of the mandible and posteriorly, the posterior digastric muscle, which will go to a fascial sling at the hyoid region, become tendinous, And here it is surrounded by the stylohyoid muscle. Posterior digastric, the stylohyoid muscle along its entire course, and then reflecting from the hyoid bone, we have the anterior digastric muscle going to attach to the undersurface of the anterior portion of the mandible. So again, the anterior digastric, the posterior digastric with its overlying stylohyoid muscle, and the base of the mandible above. This is the submandibular triangle. And in the submandibular triangle is the submandibular gland. It is a salivary gland. It is a paired gland found directly underneath uh, the mandible and sometimes tucked quite high up under the area. Masseter muscle has been removed from this region and other structures can be seen, many structures in the submandibular area that require the use of another specimen. On this specimen we have again the body of the mandible going back to its angle. And here, beautifully shown, is the common carotid artery passing upward as the external carotid in front and the internal carotid behind. The external carotid artery will give off a branch very close to its origin that will pass downward onto the upper pole of the thyroid gland. This is the superior thyroid artery. Its second branch comes off almost underneath the mandible, crosses into the submandibular triangle, and here you can see how it is actually grooving the posterior portion of the submandibular gland, and then crosses onto the face the anterior point of the mandibular attachment of the masseter muscle and continues upward. This is the facial artery. The facial artery in its course through the submandibular triangle will give a branch that will pass forward to supply the structures in this area, not only the submandibular gland, but adjacent musculature and go as far forward as the midline. This is the submental artery with glandular branches 
muscular branches being given off along its course. In addition to that, when we reflect this major mass of submandibular gland, we can see here a nerve coming out of the carotid sheath and arching forward and across the two carotid arteries to pass into the base of the, and bottom of, the submandibular triangle. The posterior digastric muscle that runs along here has been removed in order to visualize this, the hypoglossal nerve, the 12th cranial nerve that is motor supply to the tongue muscles. And directly underneath it, lying deep within, is the floor of the triangle as seen in lateral view. And this is a muscle now that will be arising from the hyoid bone below, along this area, and passing upward into the tongue. It is the hyoglossus muscle. Hyoglossus muscle. And on it is the hypo glossal nerve. Watch those two terms. Uh, they're tongue twisters and they frequently get uh, interchanged. Also in this area of the carotid sheath we can see other components in addition to the common carotid artery. We would have the vagus nerve passing downward along this area and then continuing upward in the area of the parotid gland is the upward continuation of the external carotid artery. The parotid gland was seen to lie on the side of the face with its duct passing forward to perforate the buccinator muscle and to empty into the mouth at the level of the upper second molar tooth. Below the submandibular gland has a duct that comes from its deep side after we have a deep tongue-like extension of this submandibular gland that will be going deep within the mandible and then can be seen in the space adjacent to the tongue. Let's now look at another specimen. Here again, we have the angle of the mandible cleaned off. Some of platysma muscle fibers are yet attached along the front. And let's look at the vascular pattern in this area. The first thing that we will see is a facial vein passing downward across the mandible. And deep to it, and sometimes in front of it, is a facial artery. And from it, in this instance, small branches pass forward to the gland as well as to the anterior structures, the submental arterial branches. Also here is a heavily fibrous connective tissue covered submandibular gland. And then deep to that, the anterior digastric muscle and the lower portion of the posterior digastric muscle. And running across in this area then, deep within, will be 
the hypoglossal nerve, which you have to dissect out. This is shown here not to demonstrate the nerve, but rather to show you the depth at which we must get in order to see some of these structures. Following this work, we should look again at the review of the arteries that we have recently studied, both in of the maxillary system as well as on the facial side. In the oral cavity, we turn the head over and look down at the mid-sagittal section and we can see the heavy musculature of the tongue. Notice that the tongue muscle is arising from behind the chin, on the inner aspect of the chin, at a genial tubercle. And it is passing completely through the tongue to the tip as well as down to the base and fibers radiating throughout the tongue. This is the genioglossus muscle. Genioglossus. Also, we can see here the hyoglossus muscle coming from the hyoid bone posteriorly and passing forward to the lingual aspect of the chin. The hyoglossus muscle. And also, in a mid sagittal view here, a very paper thin muscle adjacent to the probe, which is part of the mylohyoid muscle complex that swings around from the third molar tooth side on the left all the way over to that on the right side, the mylohyoid muscle. As we now look at yet another specimen in this area, We again can see the tongue musculature, which has been loosened and reflected so that we can see inside the mouth. The posterior teeth, with some amalgam work on them, and here a very, very thin mylohyoid muscle attaching to the mylohyoid line of the mandible and passing downwards towards the hyoid bone. In this paralingual space, we will see the tongue is medial, the bone of the mandible and teeth is lateral, and there is a roof over this of mucosa, and so that is its roofing area, and then down in the depths of the fossa we'll eventually find the hyoid bone. The structures in this region are as follows. The sublingual gland. Remember, the submandibular was on the opposite side of the mandible. This is sublingual gland. Not nice and tight and compact like the parotid or submandibular, but relatively diffuse in that it is more or less lengthy along the entire area of this, the paralingual space. Also coming into this region is the submandibular duct. And the submandibular duct from that gland on the lateral side has come around through the posterior area 
and runs along with the sublingual gland to open just off of the midline on the undersurface of the tongue. Also one nerve that we have studied already, the lingual nerve, is now passing into this paralingual space, swinging around underneath the submandibular duct and is now passing out to the anterior two-thirds of the tongue as a sensory nerve. When we now look at yet one other specimen in this area, we can see some more of these structures. Here now we are again looking at the lateral uh, section just off the midline. And as the tongue is reflected and we look downward into the cavity of the paralingual space, we can see a bit of the submandibular gland. The mylohyoid muscle flattened against the side of the mandible, deep within. The lingual nerve branches sweeping out towards the anterior two-thirds of the tongue as well as, and not yet separated from it by this connective tissue, the duct of the submandibular gland. We talked about the hypoglossal nerve before, swinging across the external and internal carotid arteries, and it can be found in the very depths of the paralingual space, low down, coming in to supply the anterior uh, tongue muscle mass. When we reflect the posterior digastric muscle and its accompanying stylohyoid muscle, we can see some of the other structures in this area. Again, the common carotid artery with its external carotid and posteriorly the internal carotid artery. And now also from the styloid process, passing downward are two other styloid muscles. The one we've mentioned, stylohyoid, this one passing downward and swinging off into the tongue is the styloglossus. Much of the superficial anatomy here has been removed so that you're looking directly down onto the lateral aspect of the tongue. And this then is the styloglossus muscle. And directly behind it, passing downward to go into the pharyngeal wall is the stylopharyngeus muscle. So then we have three styloid muscles, the stylohyoid, the styloglossus, and also the stylopharyngeus here with styloglossus behind it. You've been listening to a presentation from the University of Michigan School of Dentistry, which is dedicated to supporting open learning and open educational resources. This recording is licensed under the Creative Commons. It may be reused and redistributed for nonprofit use. 
please attribute materials to the University of Michigan School of Dentistry and redistribute under this same license. For more information on how this and other University of Michigan School of Dentistry recordings may be used, visit www.dent.umich.edu slash license.